What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Steel and Teal Talk. As always, my name is Garrett, and here with my co-host Jim from Fan in the Van. Throwing my coaster over here. It's a it's a good day in the in the separate studios today. Jim's got a cigar. I've got a nice little glass of bourbon at ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> I've been up since four. It's fine. And of course, ready to do an all steel podcast. Oh Jesus, we're not okay. even going to get into that. I I I took it. We'll, we'll make it quick. I took a shot at uh, someone with an awful take and took a shot at the Browns fan base, which is warranted. Um, especially after your quarterback gets all his face masks and fines and everything. I just, I don't, I don't Jalen and I talked about it. Dude's cooked. He's done. He, he's not even, if he were a steak, he's not well done. He's congratulations. <laughs> he's done. It, it, it's, it, he's garbage. It, how do you get two face mask penalties as a quarterback? How do you not get ejected for shoving a referee? That was the other to- thing. You shoved a ref. How do you not yeah. get ejected? I like, I, and it's just crazy to me. It, it's, you know, I took a shot at Cleveland, and I, I did the one thing I always preach not to do is uh, I always preach to do this, do your research before you take a shot at somebody. Didn't know the guy I took a shot at was apparently a Bengals fan, not a Browns fan, but oh boy, did that fan base run with it. Uh, it it was funny. It, it it's there was no rebuttal because the the response was realized uh, <laughs> after I fired back to correct. There was no rebuttal. So, anyways, moving on from that. I mean, honestly, let's get right into it with that. So far, we've had pretty solid prediction weeks when it comes to the NFL. But I mean, look, I'll be the first to admit, and we are recording this uh Sunday morning. So this will come out after all the games have happened. But this is like I said, being recorded about eleven o'clock Eastern. So games haven't happened yet. So any predictions aren't gonna be, you know, after you you know what we're doing. We're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I go 17 and 0, then you you can be confused. But again, 10:40 in the morning, that's when our, you know, that's when we're recording this. Um, but I I would really hate to be Houston this week. Oh yeah. Houston yeah. not only is missing four of their starting offensive linemen, but the Jaguars are coming off of a abysmal offensive performance against Kansas City. They're about to run into a buzzsaw, and I cannot wait. This is well, going to yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. And then late yesterday, they added Stingley to the injured reserve list. Oh, yeah. And now Shaq Griffin's starting, and this I, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Because I, I have Kansas City's defense, and then I have your guys' defense. Because mm-hmm. you know, the Giants just fuck me any, any chance they get. Well, the I Giants. Have, I might have to flip flop the two and just go with the go with the Jags defense. But then all the people that claim this is just a Steeler pocket. Oh, there they go agreeing again. There they go. He's doing something because he does a show with Garrett, and it's Jacksonville related, so he's going to do that. No, so your ste- your Steelers oh. bailed me out uh, in fantasy the other day with Cleveland with all those defensive touchdowns. Like yeah. it was. The- I think the defense should play both. They should play defense and offense because apparently it's the only way we could fucking score. TJ Watt just needs to play on both sides of the ball. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> line up, just line him up at tight end and just watch him barrel through everybody like he like he tackles the hot dog man in the uh and that taco commercial with his brother, Oh, yeah. It's the only way he stays relevant. 
I had T Higgins who finally showed up and then your defense got me 23 points. And then of course, Dallas's defense did what Dallas's defense does, which maybe not so much anymore. Cause now, uh, Trayvon Diggs is hurt. Yeah. I don't know. And man. Don't, don't, and don't be Bart Scott making a fucking stupid joke about it. And then getting dragged all throughout social media, just not by Cowboys fans, but by people you actually work with are dragging you. What did, do what did Bart Scott it. say? I honestly, after I saw him getting dragged, I honestly did not even want to watch it because I, I see enough stupidity with the Cleveland Browns fans. I did not want to see more that comes from the assholes of ESPN. So, Who's the idiot who does the show with Sims? Well, you have one that Mike Florio does one with him. It might have been him and Chris Sims. Oh, are you talking about what Chris Sims says that Minka Fitzpatrick hit was dirty? And then no, I but that's also much- stupid. I, I think it's Florio who I'm thinking of who made the comment about how Brock Purdy is not a franchise quarterback because his name sounds too close to Brock Turdy. Oh, oh great comedic performance. There, the, first of all, don't quit your day job. You're bad enough at that as it is. Um, but <laughs> this dude, I'm about to admit, yeah. It, the guy he was on with looked at him and said, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who cares? Brady rhymes with lady. Oh, no. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Brock Purdy's not an NFL quarterback. but He's not a franchise quarterback because his last name is too close to Turdy. Shut up. Lance is close to Pants. Prescott is close to Ascot. Who cares? (laughs) Cousins is close to Dozens. Like, that. We can do this all day. I, the, the, I didn't realize fucking Florio was Dr. Seuss over here. Like, this is stupid. Who cares? What an asshole. Oh, tell you what, this week he parted his hair to the left instead of the right, and I can't believe it. I, I he, That's the worst. You know, I, that's the guy you want commanding your offense? Shut up. This is what we've resorted to? You have nothing else better to say about this fucking team than his name? Sounds like a third-grade insult? Come on, dude. Come on. That's the that's what, that's what these sports media outlets hire. They that's hire the idiots. best you've got? Good God. That was just... Uh, he's on air. He can't say worse things. I don't think he can because he's not funny enough to say worse things. He's not... And this is coming from a guy who doesn't do stand-up comedy at all and is admittedly not... It, it, admittedly, I think I'm a whole lot funnier than I actually am, but that's also because, <laughs> you know, that's just people. But even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> even I wouldn't make that joke. I had a whole year to make that joke, and I didn't do it yet because it's not funny. It's stupid. The fuck is wrong with you? I'm, it's 1045. I'm punchy. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry for blood. <laughs> Mike Floor. It was him or it, it's either him or it's, I, 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 I'm picturing him as we're, as we're discussing it. But the name is just escaping it, but it might be Mike Florian. I see after this, I can go back. He's a fucking idiot. You know, if if you're if you're hired by like NBC Sports or you know It's Florio. Yeah, of course. If you're hired by any one of these sports media outlets, you know, obviously you have to act with some sort of professional you know, professionalism and decorum, which is why me and E Man said Friday we'd never work for ESPN because we don't because ESPN will tell you which side to pick. I mean, if they want to pay me enough, <laughs> to, well, well, yeah, that depends well, on the check. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you could pay me, but I'm not going to follow your little script that you want. But ESPN tells you what side to pick for their ratings and shock value, which mm-hmm. surprisingly, like when you had Max Kellerman on, he doesn't need to follow his script. He digs his own fucking graves. They, yeah, they, that Kellerman is redundant shit. And Bud <laughs> Scott's doing it now, too. I love T.O. when he looked at Kellerman in front of Stephen A. and said, hey, Max is blacker than you, Stephen. <laughs> that was funny shit. That was that was hilarious. Stephen A. and T.O. were going back and forth on Twitter a little while ago. Did you see that? I saw it, but I have no idea what the hell the issue is even about. It, I, it, it, to be honest, it's probably something so fucking stupid based on one person's opinion about something and the other side just not seeing it. I don't know. Either that or maybe Stephen A. Smith said something personal about T.O., how it's all about him, needs to be about him, it can't be about anybody else, which he wouldn't be too far off. No, like, honestly, T.O. needed somebody when he was in the league just to stand next to him, you know, pay him $80,000 a year or something like that, just stand next to him and go, don't answer that, don't answer that, don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) answer that don't answer that you could have paid me 80 grand i would have no problem doing that yeah don't don't answer that i will (laughs) yeah don't answer that don't answer that (laughs) that's all he needed it's and honestly that brings me to something else so like the people who okay we gotta talk about colorado and this whole dion thing before we get back to the nfl the yeah. amount of people who were preying on this man's downfall is insane to me. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. It, it's he's doing a good thing. He's bringing millions of dollars into a school that really hasn't had a football program really ever. Yeah. They've already tripled their win output from the year before, which, you know, bar's not that high, but still they've done it in their first year. He's brought in millions of dollars of revenue to the school. There's all these stories about how he's, you know, mentoring these kids and building up these kids and they're doing a good job. Yeah, he talks shit, but that's what all coaches talk shit. To pretend they don't is is stupid. The old Buccaneers coach, I don't remember his name, but I my he's got one of my favorite football quotes of all time. Uh it was when the Buccaneers were the the cream sickles with the horrible uh logo. Yes, Bucks fans, I'm taking a shot at your stupid logo. It's awful. Um <laughs> it was horrible. But like it I can't remember the name of the coach, but they said, coach, you know, after today's game, how do you feel about the execution of your team? And he just looked dead in the eyes of the camera says, I'm for it. It had to be my, no, wasn't Gruden because that's when they, no, went no, no, the, no, it wasn't Gruden. Hang on. And that's when they went to like the blood red death shroud color. Hang which on, is a lot better to be honest. I mean, creamsicle is not a bad ice cream flavor. McKay. It was Just John McKay. A... Wow. Yeah, that my my favorite quote of all time. It's yeah, what do you think of your team's execution coach? To which McKay, no hesitation, goes, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> that was it. McKay huh? like pulled no punches. That's it, it, one of my favorite quotes, is that quote of McKay. But I and I remember um I think Brian Kelly tried to redo the quote. He's like, oh. yeah, after today's game, our team, which again, fake. Fake, fake person. So, you know, after today's game, I feel our team should be publicly executed. I think I even commented. I'm like, you messed up the quote. (laughs) (laughs) You messed it up. But, like, 
Spurrier was one of the greatest trash talkers in the coaching world ever. He was he was part of like my favorite, you know, halftime interviews too. And because yeah. he answered how everybody wanted to answer. Coach, how are you going to feel going into the second half? You know, how are you going to separate your team? Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to score more points than them and make sure they don't score anymore. <laughs> and he just walks off because it's like, that's what you're going to do. Score more points mm-hmm. than the other team. Make sure they don't score again. And then we're done. It's not a hard question. No. It's not a hard question at all. It's what, but like, so the people who are mad at this man for, you know, oh, he's, you know, he's doing this for clickbait, which somebody said it today. I love how the Oregon coach was all about this. I'm not knocking a coach for doing a pregame speech, but where was his pregame speech when they flew 3,000 miles to go to Georgia and get smacked in the mouth (laughs) during the Chick fil A kickoff (laughs) last year? Same coach, same team. Where you at? And then you sit there, it's not for clickbait, but you knew. He, he he claims that that he didn't know it was being recorded. Bullshit. Bitch, you're looking right at the kid recording you while doing it. Bullshit. Yeah. So it's so not that you publicly lying about one thing. You just look like an ass on the other end of it. I mean, granted, we all knew going into this game whether they had the uh, Travis a Hunter or not, Colorado, right? You knew they were going to get smacked around. This Colorado defense can't tackle. No, it's it, it's horrible. I mean, the offense looked looked really flat as well, and it's just one of those. This was the game that kind of, I'll say it, it humbled them a bit. Mm-hmm. But to sit there and you you want to get mad about Dion being cocky and confident, um, hi, I'm Earth. Have we met? Because that's been Dion his whole life. But also, been, have, have you I'm ever finished. spoken? Have you ever spoken to an NFL wide receiver or cornerback? and held a conversation with them at all, have you realized that all of the best ones have the same mentality as Deion Sanders? Yeah. As I'm the best one out here, and there's no one on this field better than me. And that there's nothing wrong with having that mentality. A lot of these guys play with that chip on their shoulder and that confidence, especially as a defensive back, because you need to. Some of the best ones that Jalen and I talked about, some of the best ones of today's game, Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, um, Richard Sherman when he was in the league. You get all, and those are just three off the top of my head. You get all these elite cornerback, your cornerbacks in the NFL, who are just they, that. That's the game they talk because that's who they are. Patrick Peterson says it, and he can't back it up. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Still waiting for that interception, Peterson. I'm still fucking uh, waiting. I think he got it. one. I, Did he finally get one? No, I thought he got one last Peter? week. No. Levi Wallace should have had one last week in the end zone, but whatever. We still smack Cleveland in the mouth, and, you know, and, and, and that's the other thing before we get into anything else. He's Cleveland Browns fans. So, obviously, everybody watched the Monday night game, right? Yep. We all watched it. The Chubb injury happens. There's silence. You know, and, and, and then they show the replay on the big screen and everybody's like, Ooh. And then when they finally get them up though, it's like, you know, they're all chanting for Chubb and everybody's hoping he's all right. And then you got these Brown fans on Twitter, of course, where it's like, you know, uh, some, somebody puts out, I hope Nick Chubb's okay. I hope he can come back and play again. Everybody's like, I hope Minka dies. I hope Minka leaves on a stretcher. Like, there's no room for that, and yet nobody wishes for harm on any play. You could hate the team as much as I hate the Browns. 
And even still, I wouldn't root. I, I, I wouldn't root for one of your best guys or worst guys to get hurt that severe. I'd rather beat you at full strength than beat you when you're yes. weakest. Because then you have idiot announcers like the numbnuts moron who called the Lions-Chiefs game the first week and said, you know, this loss goes with an asterisk next to it because Travis Kelsey wasn't here. But, like, no, it's next man up. I get that. But I also, like, I, you're right. I want to beat you at full strength. Now, the people who are saying this is dirty, defensive players are taught to, like, look at Derrick Henry. Who tackles him high? Nobody. No one tackles him high because he's a tank. Everybody is taught to tackle the running backs who are absolute beasts. That's just tackling. Low man wins. Yeah. That's blocking. That's deep. That's every, lower man wins. So if he's my, my running. Is, no, go ahead. Go ahead. If he's running, like you're going to hit him, like you're going to hit him below the shoulder pads and in the waist or the legs because he's going to go down. Yeah, you're not Minka's not, and he's he doesn't have a history of being a dirty player. And now again, you get like he's defending the Steelers fans. Yeah, like no, he doesn't have a history of being a dirty player. As someone who has a safety, who is accused of being a dirty player constantly, but is not a dirty player, Andre Cisco, yeah. we love you, man. Like it, it's he he even said it. He goes, "I've modeled my game after the greats," and all those guys are in the Hall of Fame. So how are you going to tell me yeah. I'm wrong? Like all all the people, are like look at this, it's a late hit. I'm like. Or he's not even looking for the ball. Yeah, well, because the ball's in the receiver's hand, so he's going to try to hit him hard enough to make him drop it. That's just defense. He didn't leave with the crown of the helmet. Yeah. He didn't launch himself. He lowered his shoulder and put you on your ass. And if you don't yeah. like it, maybe football's not your sport. <laughs> maybe go watch modern-day basketball or soccer. The, the thing I love most, though, is that I knew this was going to go there. Mm -hmm. So... Like, obviously, they interviewed Del Pitt of, of the Browns, and they asked him what he thought. He goes, Minka's playing football. That's yeah. what they teach you to do. Browns fans, where was your energy for, for shitting on us? Because all of a sudden, oh, well, Del Pitt says it was okay. Now it's not dirty. Now it's not dirty. Miles Garrett, who honestly is talented, but don't let him have a helmet in his hand and go swinging playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> But even he defended Minka Fitzpatrick. So in one week, Cleveland managed to get a win. It just happened to be off the field. And it's with their with their assessment of what happened in that whole situation. And listen, I'll give ESPN, which I rarely give them credit for, I'll give them credit for not wanting to mm -hmm. show the replay. So for anybody who saw that, it was one of the most cringeworthy it was bad. I've ever seen. Because E-Man sent it to me. And I clicked on it, and I wish I didn't. No, I saw that. That was rough. It's, and we we do wish Nick Chubb a speedy recovery. Like, it, it, you never want somebody to get hurt. You don't. It, it's you know, it's an aspect of the game that happens, but nobody wishes for it. We're not the the clown who I just found out recently is a Bengals fan, wishing for all the players to go or have to be helped off the field for the week. Like, no, nobody wants that. He wants that. And even the guy he was on the show with was like, I don't know about this one, man. You're on your own. Like, nobody wants and that. But, but isn't that a Brown podcast, though, that he was on? I don't know. I, I don't I don't care. You know, I, thought, I, I, you know what? I don't give a shit at this point, Friday night. <laughs> it's not important. I, I took my shot at him. Me and E-Man are going to find him. And I'm going to message him. I'm going to bring your fat ass to fucking Cigar and Sports. 
and let me just fucking tear you apart live. You fat fuck. That's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Some way, somehow, I'm going to make it happen. I just, I, I don't get that mentality, man. Like, even, you know, I hate the Titans as much as the next guy. I don't want their players to be hurt. Same with the Colts. Same with the Texans. We can even go to college. I hate Florida State. I hate Georgia. I hate Georgia State. I hate App State. I don't want them to be hurt. I want to be too full strength. The, the thing that people have to realize who watch the NFL that wish for those things, this is their only, for some of them, this is their only source of income. Like, you don't see Nick Chubb with a million and one endorsement deals. Like, you don't see him doing like an Aflac commercial. You don't he's see also, him. Do- he's a very private person, too. <laughs> yeah, which, which is why, which is why a lot of non Browns fans respect him, me included, because. Yeah. Puts his head down, keeps his mouth shut, and he just plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. He's not out there like these other guys who, you know, chirp, 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 you know, like trying to take it like kind of like an Antonio Brown. He doesn't do none of that. He just plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. And the, the other thing with Cleveland is with Watson, because if nobody thought we were going here, oh, I am. You know why he's washed? Because he's in an offense that's not tailored around him. Mm-hmm. Why he was successful in Houston? Because it was built around Watson. In Cleveland, it's built around Nick Chubb for a reason. Because Nick Chubb gets five to six yards per carry, whereas Deshaun Watson gets 15 yards for every face mask. I mean, you're not wrong. Dude is washed. Did you see? Okay, I have no proof of this. But everybody was thinking, dude made a burner after the game called Free Watson that was made like that day that was just defending him and taking shots at Stefanski the whole game. And everyone's like, did this man really go back to his locker, make a fake Twitter account, look up his own name and defend himself? Which may may or may not have happened. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he didn't. Because after Watson's horrible play Monday night, the criticism has finally come out that we've all been saying. I've been saying this you for know, months. He's you know, a clown. And people, <laughs> and people are saying, is it unfair criticism? No. Listen, you had that whole time again, and we've said it at length. You were suspended. You should have been mimicking football moves. There's nothing that stops you in your suspension from getting together with people you went to college with in the league and going out and practicing. Whether it's the Cleveland playbook or not, doesn't matter. As long as you're mimicking some sort of football movements to keep yourself active. So when you come yeah. back, you're not as you're not as rusty. Now, obviously, games one and two, yeah, we'll give you the rusty factor. You know, it's been almost two years you haven't played. Mm-hmm. But now, but now there's no, no excuse. The contract's not the contract's not worth it. Nobody's gonna trade for him. Whether you trade him, you're still on the hook for all that money. If you release them, you're on the hook for the money. This is why when the contract was made, I bashed it to 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 no end oh, yeah. because it made no sense to give this guy that type of money. You didn't have to. But Cleveland was like, oh, hold on. Someone's so screwed up. Hold my beer. We're going to screw up twice as bad. Here you go, Watson. Four years, $230 million guaranteed. That's not how you keep the quarterback market from getting paid. The way Mahomes just did it, that's the way you keep the quarterback market mm-hmm. as far as that makes increase per year. That's how you do it. Not going out and having 26 alleged allegations against you, not play for two years, 
show up to Cleveland where even the water gets on fire and, and, and then get rewarded this contract that you're nowhere near worth. You're not worth the four years. You're not worth the, the two, the three. You're not even worth the zero in that, in that conversation. You're just not worth any of it. This literally rem- this reminds me of, do you remember the Brock Osweiler contract when that man robbed Houston blind? Oh, oh. Do you remember the team? Talk about a documentary that should be done on a quarterback who's robbed the NFL of money. Do you remember the team that bailed him out? Denver. Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Cleveland bought his contract. So the only team that would make a move to bail someone's contract out, he's already on the team. (laughs) He's already there. No one's taking this contract. He's a bum. He, dude, Deshaun Watson, you are buns, my guy. Like, it, it, I don't even want to call you my guy. You are buns. You are washed and cooked. You're not even congratulations. You're, uh, no, you are congratulations. You're not well done. You're g- completely overcooked. And I'm I'm done with it. I've been I saying wonder, it for months. I wonder, I wonder if Cleveland's playing a game kind of like the movie Saw, where it's like you just have to do things just to. Do you want to play a game? What we can do is we're going to put two teams on the field. One of you has to lose the game. None of you can have offense production whatsoever. It has to be purely defensive. Whoever wins defensively comes out alive. The other one has to create a fake burner account on Twitter, potentially, to defend yourself in the offseason. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if Kevin Durant gave him that advice to come up with a fake burner account. I oh my god! I saw. I don't know if this is recent or not. I, I saw somebody. Uh, it was a screenshot of somebody going after Durant. He took a shot at Durant. He's like, "Dude, you don't play the same." And Durant's like, "How about you stop watching me and worry about what I do?" And he goes, "Man, shut up! I will watch you. Like you used to play great and dish out passes. And now you look like crap." I'm a call. <laughs> I can see it. Like it, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's look. I've been saying it for months when he came back and I I understand you can't simulate game speed. I get that, but that excuse is only valid for so long. Yeah. Like he is, he looks, he looks done. He's just not there. He's missing throws. You had OTAs, you had mini camp, you had training camp, you had preseason to mimic all of that. Yep. You didn't do it. No, there's a reason why. I mean, yeah, it's great. You could throw to Najoku with nobody covering him in, in practice. That's all well and good, but he's still trash. I you want to talk it. about washed and overrated? Look at uh, look at Njoku, who everybody talks about. Like, oh, great oh. tight end. Look at how great he is. Like, no, he's not. He's mid. Which look oh, to, to the Browns God. fans, you're right. All these guys are in the NFL and making more money than I'm ever going to see in my life. That's fine, and they are better than me. That's fine. But here's the thing. <laughs> I can look at the numbers and the tape and recognize when you play like garbage. Yeah. That's just how like it went. That goes for my team. That goes for your team. That goes for any other team, any sport, whatever. If you, I can look at the numbers and be like, oh, uh, what's his, who's the idiot who played for Memphis? We'll, we'll go to, um, Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks shoots below 40% from the three-point line. Yeah, not a good three-point shooter. Offensively oh. garbage. Like I can say that because I can look at the numbers and what he averages compared to everybody else's position on his team in starting lineups and be like, cool, he sucks. Like it's not yeah. that hard. 
I can look at the numbers and stats aren't everything. Yes and no. Like we measure success via stats and the win loss column. And when the win loss column and the stats are garbage, you garbage. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll give in baseball where this, where some of the stats to me just don't mean anything. I don't care. I don't care about your war, your whip, your slip, your sip, your nip, your kip, your whatever the fuck abbreviations you want to come up with i don't care you know what you know what the three that matter to me as a pitcher your win loss record era and and your era and i'll give you strikeouts so four i'll give you four mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give you I, that's all i care about is is the win loss record again strikeouts and walks i believe it was the fourth one i said and then era, I'm so and then ERA was the last one no, you're fine oh yeah era Yes, yeah, still trying to wake up. I actually was up early, and then it was like 8 o'clock, and I said, oh, fuck this. I'm going back to bed. And then all of a sudden, I wake up, and it's 10, 12. You ready to roll? I'm like, oh, shit, it's 10, 12. All right, give me like You're five good, minutes. Dude. I was done at like three. You're good, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's stats. I mean, there are stats that exist for the stat nerds, and that's fine. Like some of it matters, some of it doesn't. Yeah. But win-loss record – and like for, for quarterbacks, win loss record, and no, all, the wins and losses are not fully on the quarterback, but se- I would say seventy percent of success hinges on your quarterback. Yeah. So you've got absolutely it does. You got your win loss record. You've got your completion or completions. Uh, I don't even look at completion percentage. We can look at yards, touchdowns, and turnovers. So, like, it, it, if we want to go into percentage, we can go into percentage. Percentage is can be a padded stat. You can do checkdowns and screens and stuff like that, and that's fine. So I don't want to look too at percentage. But when your yards suck, your touchdowns sucks, your turnover ratio sucks, and your win-loss record sucks, I'm sorry, you suck. You're a bad quarterback. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not rocket science. Like, I remember a while back, and I did an episode on the Yankees and like this stat nerd who's got to be like 40 something years old, wears the thick glasses and reminds me of like screech powers from saved by the bell living in his mom's basement. Can't get none. And he's like, well, you know, you're sitting here and you're bashing this guy for this. But if you look at his whip and this and that, and I'm like, listen, that's all well and good. I said, buddy, why don't you do yourself a favor? Leave the basement, go to a bar and get some. And then you'll look at life a little differently. And maybe you, you won't you want, try picking up a girl at a bar doing this. Did you know that Garrett Cole's whip this year was like 0. 0.4, 0, 3, 3, Yeah, that's going to get you some, you stat nerd. You say that, but there's going to be one person who's into that. <laughs> there's I'm going to get another message. You're like, uh, you forgot the four at the end. Um, Yeah, I recalculated that because I had nothing better to do because I was watching Bill Nye the Science Guy replays like all night on YouTube in my basement while my mom was making me snickerdoodles in the morning. You never know. There's always going to be someone. There, there's, there's someone who's always going to be into something. There's going <laughs> to. Yeah. Watson's into getting Robin tugs. Miles Garrett's into hitting Mason Rudolph with a helmet. I just I want to, you know, I just want to know what Rudolph said. That's all I want to know. If Rudolph really did say it, then I'm going to say it here and now. I don't blame Miles Garrett. No, not at all. And that that's why I'm like, look, I don't know what he said. Especially if you hit it with the hard ER at the end. 
Done. Right. Oh, you should have got whacked ten times. But I've also never seen Miles Garrett lose his cool like that. Which, which to me, which that's to what me, makes me wonder. <laughs> which to me, because 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 obviously when the incident happens, right? You're sitting there, and and then all the reports come out of what he may or may not have said. Then apparently there was a hot mic leaked audio of it, but you still can't make it happen. No, I was on a flight when that happened. I remember I get off the flight oh. and I see like thirty different notifications. Like the fuck happened. But, like, when you see Miles Garrett play, nothing ever gets to this guy. No. Nothing. To that extreme, at least. I mean, you've seen him get annoyed, agitated, and say, like, if there's a call on him that really maybe shouldn't have been called. Other than that. But for him to go the lengths he did to try to literally, like, OJ this man on the field. I've okay. never seen but, it. I've never uh, seen it. it I've it's... never seen anything like that. And they, they were saying to, like, oh, no, that was scripted. They did that to boost the rivalry up. You don't need that to boost the rivalry. No. Mason Rudolph may have said something. He had to have done, he had to have said something that just got to Miles Garrett at that point. Sure. I'm not defending what Miles Garrett did. I'm not defending it, but do I blame him in the heat of the moment? Because again, we all act as it's, it's, the thing is, people forget that athletes are humans. Right. They react the same way we do. You know, Miles Garrett's no better than me. He puts his pants on one leg at a time, or he has somebody hold it for him so he can put it on one leg at a time and pays them 80 grand to put on his fucking pants. I don't know. Maybe he's T.O. I don't know, but we all have human emotion, whether, you, whether you're an athlete or a regular guy who has a nine to five, right? Right. If I was Miles Garrett, the only difference is I would have connected with the helmet. I would have connected. Yeah, you always see stuff like that, and it, you just, again, not justifying either side. I just want to know what was actually said, because yeah. I've never seen that dude lose his cool like that. But I mean, this will be, like, be like, you know, when you'll find out, like ten years it'll later, be, it'll it'll be when neither one are in the league anymore. It'll be like when Tom Brady finally admitted it was a fumble. When he did like a stupid little TikTok, or he did that yep. little, he did TikTok. And Charles Woodson's involved in it, and he goes, "Tough game." Yeah, it was a fumble. Now that it's past the point of like, you, you can't go back and change it. No, I mean, but we, but, but we knew then, which makes some of us even more mad about it now. It's like, mm-hmm. like if we knew it then, you could have said it right after the game. They're not going to change a decision. The game already I, happened. I don't I don't really blame him. No. I don't blame him at all on that. Like it, it's it, it I mean it is what it is. I, I mean I don't blame him at all. I'd probably end up doing the same thing. But you have other athletes who have done this stuff too, like fucking uh Maradona, the old Argentina soccer player, when he handballed the um the oh. game winning goal in. It, it's literally called the hand of God. Like it's like that's what the play is called, and I'm pretty sure he came up years later and said, "He goes, yes, yeah, yeah." Soccer, soccer is one of the most brutal sports. Do you, I forget which country it was, but they wind up losing, and the goalie, like the next day or something like that, or hours after the game, he was either going home or coming out of his house, whatever it is. But they found him and just fucking brutally murdered him in the middle of the show. Oh no, people take it they they take it seriously. Soccer, like international like, soccer like, fans. Like, the way they take soccer seriously, like in 
you know, in Europe or even like the South American countries mm-hmm. is the way people in the South here take football. For sure. Minus maybe the murder part. But <laughs> yeah. you, know what I, you know what I actually watched yesterday? And I mm-hmm. never watched it till yesterday. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's actually a good movie when it goes over the 88 season of uh, Carter High. No. Oh, you got to watch it. I'll so check Carter it out. High Carter High pretty much is this movie where it's about this high school football team uh, that wound up. It, it's it, it involves like education and stuff like that. Like There's no pass, no play rule that they have, and pretty much some of the main athletes wind up making some of the dumbest decisions after they win the whole thing. And but so like you, you'll probably have the same reaction when what that, that I did watching the movie. I'm sitting. I'm like. You had this this path to living a better life, and you chose to stay in this gutter-type situation mm-hmm. and, and literally screw yourself. And out of all the kids involved in this, there's only – and some of them did make it to the NFL. And one of them actually stayed out of the – got, got some cut. Jesse Armstead, formerly of the New York Giants. Okay, I so I I've looked into this a little bit and like it's I I listen to a ton of different other podcasts and that's actually something that is there is a psychology behind it. I'm not even going to begin to try to explain it because I'm going to butcher it and get it completely wrong. So I'm not going to begin to try, but there is a type of psychology behind it. This is not a psychology show. This is you and me talking shit about sports like the uh, uh, what is it? I I joked about um, the the Fanville Dr. Pepper commercial they're showing. The newer one yeah. where the guy was like, because every fan needs a podcast. I'm like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of bad decisions, let's get right into it. So prediction wise right now, we're doing pretty solid. I think I'm two games ahead of you uh, and getting things right and wrong. I'm making it up this week. Oh, let's do it. All right. So we already <laughs> had we both had San Francisco, right? Yeah. So no question about that. So we're both good on that one. Cleveland versus Tennessee. Who you got? I got Tennessee. I, I hate to do it. I hate. Can both teams lose? Can this end in a tie? <laughs> I honestly wish this game would end like the like the Dark Knight Rises. Yes, with like, everything falling into the just, feet. Just minus the touchdown. And yeah. if so, give it to see at least. He can't fucking pick. I can't believe I'm going to do this. You're doing Cleveland, aren't you? There's, there's only one reason why. Because that defense. Mm-hmm. They have they have a top notch defense. You cannot take that away from Cleveland. So I have to go. I'm I'm gonna do it. And they have a better secondary. I, I'm gonna I can't believe Browns fans, I shit on you every chance I get. This will be the one day. If you don't win this game, I am going to take the biggest shit on your franchise come the next podcast because you're playing Tannehill, who sucks. He has nobody to throw to. Throw to. D-Hop is too busy worrying about the college classes now. Miles Garrett is going to have a fucking field day. Uh, it, it, he better have a field day. And Ryan Tannehill, don't drop anything with a hard ER. That's all I'm going to tell you. Or you're going to be whack-a-mole 2.0. Jesus. <laughs> all right. I'm Detroit. going to Cleveland. I ha- I- Detroit and Atlanta. Ooh, 
the battle of the two frauds. I got Atlanta. Detroit got, Detroit got screwed last week. I got Atlanta. I'm, I'm sure Jalen will disagree with it, but they got screwed. But you know what? Fuck. Give me the dirty birds. Give me that. All right, we're both going to Atlanta. Green Bay, New Orleans. I got the Packers. You know what? Let's just give this some shock value. Well, well, Aaron Jones is slated to play today, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about Watson. Jordan Love, other than falling asleep at the line and, and bashing his head into his center's asshole, a la Mark Sanchez. That was um, hilarious. It was like, dog, are you drunk? I, I, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and I go, did his sleeping pill just hit? <laughs> Today like, we found out Jordan Love suffers from narcolepsy. Yeah, <laughs> it was just... Fucking either that or he's Tony Soprano with friggin' uh, uh, panic attacks. Who and they knows, said, but... sit. Well, and don't they don't they get Kamara back too today? Tomorrow or next what week. Kamara's four games. You know what? Give me fucking Nigel with the Bree. Green Bay Packers. All right. We're both on Green Bay. Who don't know Nigel with the Bree is from one of the most classic, iconic teen movies ever. Ten things I, I hate about you. So definitely one of Heath Ledger's more I would say calmer performances, even though he was a great joker. So I know by better than Jack Nicholson, but my opinion. Speaking of 10 things I hate about you, Denver versus Miami. There's, there's plenty of things I hate about Russell Wilson. Oh, I got Miami. Dave, he's cooked. He even said yeah, it. Did watch. you hear their you new episode? No. See, now I got to go watch. Oh, I got to catch it, up so much Dave, just I'll, oh. I'll spoil it for you. Dave has has a very blunt uh, comment in regards to his thoughts on Russell come Wilson. He, he's come around. Come he's come around. He's I mean, come he's around. Already, you know what's funny? So for those who don't watch, who don't listen to you and Jalen, you do the whole "is the hot dog a sandwich" thing. Mm-hmm. You know this is become a hot topic now. Really? Like, they, like they they were. Um, Somebody on Instagram put like the Mets page up and they're asking, is hot dog a, is, is hot dog a sandwich? And yeah, like Pete Alonzo, he's like, Well, it's just two pieces of bread. He's like, it's just in essence, like two pieces of bread and then uh and then a piece of meat between it. No, it's not a sandwich. So I commented on like, you're a moron because mm-hmm. you're in essence saying it's a sandwich. That's it. Hey, Mets Mets Twitter page. I'd like some credit, please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they've been doing it with a lot of th- a lot of different teams they've been doing it with apparently and they, yeah. they did an they did an nhl one where they just took like i guess they took like 10 to 15 different players and asked them and a lot of them were like no and i'm like well you're a fucking schmuck and you're missing all of your fucking front feet so we did this almost a year ago to all of you pages i would like some credit please but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's funny but, but as far as Denver, Miami, even without Waddle, they're going with the chosen one, Robbie Anderson, to fill the slate. Doesn't matter. He's still uphill. Mozart, you got Smite. So, yeah, Dolphins. 
All right, the Battle of Cousins. You have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. Stat patterns who won't win anything. Two teams that honestly should not be two and should not be zero and two. Staley won't be there. I think if the Chargers lose this game, Staley I think is done, and this is where you'll see Eric Bieniemy wind up signing with the Chargers in the offseason. I I now, have job. I gotta go. I gotta go with. Uh, wait, this game's at one o'clock. One o'clock. It's Minnesota. Oh, Kirko chains all yep. day. I'm with you. Well, it's also like is the Vikings defense isn't that great, but it's better than the Chargers defense. But it doesn't matter. The Chargers could put up 300 points and still lose. Yep. And you can't and you can't put that all on Justin Herbert because he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's making the plays. He's making the passes. It's the horrible execution on the on the coach. Staley is just shit. The the New Jersey Jets versus the New England Patriots. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Wilson won't move the ball more than a centimeter. So I I got New England. Yeah, I gotta go New England on the, that one. There's the, no way the Jets in that one. The glorious leader that is Bill Belichick uh always has the Jets number. So I'm 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 with New England on this one. Oh well, you know, the Jets always have my number, but two always has mine. <laughs> Buffalo versus the Commanders. Do the Commanders come crashing back to earth this week? I said it Friday that they're a fraud. They come back to earth. I got Buffalo too. Uh, it, there's, I you can't. It's don't and don't get me wrong. I, I I said it on the show that we did too. I said the Commanders can be they, a playoff they team. They've improved definitely. Sam Howell's proven that he belongs, but the Commanders will be a playoff team, but they won't win at all. No. No, they'll get a wild card, one and done. And if you're a commander, Redskin football team fan, you take that after the years of misery with absolutely team. I mean, listen, Ron Rivera and Bienemy are a perfect combo. Unfortunately, you're really only going to see it for one year because, like I just said, Staley's getting fired in in, in L.A. and that's where Bienemy's going to go. And then watch what Bienemy does as a head coach, and then watch Herbert's ceiling go that much higher. As much as people like to shit on the kid, you can't put it all on him when your offensive play calling. Sorry, Kellen Moore. There's a reason why you're not in Dallas no more. And Kellen Moore is not going to be the head coach yet. He'll be oh, the God, no. No, and it, that it oh my God, I laughed so hard when was like, Kellen Moore is gonna turn this team around. I'm like, no. <laughs> he, yeah, he turned them around from being a winning franchise to making that U-turn and just going back the same way they started last year. Oh, boy. It, it, th- there's a reason why Kellen Moore's like, I'm going to go interview with uh, the Charters. And Dallas is like, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, well, the, well, the other part of that was that Jerry Jones went to Mike McCarthy and he said, well, one of you is going. He goes, so it's either you or it's Kellen Moore. So Kellen Moore, when he went to them and said, listen, I have an interview with the Chargers, that's when Mike McCarthy's like, Sure, go ahead. Is he stuffing his fucking ten chins with fucking Dallas barbecue, fucking oh. having Saragusa rib sauce all over his fucking chest? Yes, go ahead, go. And there's Jerry Jones with fucking dementia. Like, who are you again? Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jackson. Speaking of Texas, Jacksonville versus Houston. Who you got? Uh, you don't even have to. Nope, Jax. Uh, there's gonna uh careful we're agreeing again. <laughs> oh god, watch out now. What, 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 what is this game in Houston? 
Uh, no, in Jacksonville. Oh, oh yeah, Jacksonville's yeah, got that, it. This is gonna be this is gonna be almost as worse as a bloodbath as the fucking stadium stampede type match they actually had for AEW in actually the same stadium you guys play in. This is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Uh, Baltimore versus Indy. Gardner's gonna be starting this week, I believe. Lamar's got his safety blanket now in in Zay Flowers, so I got I got Baltimore. Got to go with Baltimore, even if Richardson was playing in this game, and I even still if got you Baltimore. had you still taking Baltimore, Seattle, Carolina. <sighs> Fucking red rifle is going to shoot blanks all day. It's Seattle, because well, he has no offensive line. They still have nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why I said that's why I said Friday night. So I got E Man's opinion. So now I got to ask yours. Don't you think it's time the NFL changes the way they do the draft and they go into an NBA lottery system? No. I I think they should because it's it doesn't benefit these kids coming out and you're only going to have you're only going to have this issue come up now where Khalid Williams everyone thinks he's going to come out this year, right? If he's Arizona gonna... gets the number one pick, his mm. dad's already telling Stay in college another year, but they can do that. Like these players can see like what happens with you know, like the players don't have to declare, um, no for the NBA draft until after I believe the lottery selection happens. I might be wrong on that. I don't know. I'm I'm a casual fan of the NBA, but I don't think it helps because even then in the NBA there's still teams that tank. But then you have to add in the other rules of protected picks. You know, protected. I I feel like it complicates things when there's no perfect way to do it. I just think the NFL just it needs to innovate itself a little bit like the way the NBA is doing it. I I just think it makes it more interesting because you take the 10 worst winning percentages and you put them into a lottery, which doesn't guarantee that even if you went 0-17, say, if the Browns were to ever do that again, which I'm sure will happen, history's always doomed to repeat themselves in that shit city, it wouldn't guarantee them a number one pick. They could get the eighth pick and have the worst record. So from that standpoint, it would make it interesting. I think they should give it a shot. But but Goodell won't. The only shot he'll take is the one he gets when his wife pegs him from behind. So, God damn. <laughs> I'll tell you what, y'all can let us know what you think about that uh, in the comments and everything. Let us know. Uh, Chicago versus Kansas City. What you got? Oh, well, the robot quarterback who then blames his coaches and then backtracks won't do anything again. And DJ Moore, did you see the hot mic situation with no. DJ Moore and Devin White? So I forget who put it up, but Devin White's like, yo, dog, they ain't using you right. DJ Moore's like, yeah, I know. I don't even know why I fucking came here. You wonder why you went there? Because you got traded there. You got That's traded why. there. Exactly. That's why you it's came here. Like you, it's not like you chose to go there. And is DJ Moore wrong for saying it? No, he's not. No. DJ Moore is a top 15 wide receiver in the league. I'll give him that. If you just call the right plays, even if you, even though I hate that little bubble screen pass, but with DJ Moore, it'll work. You've seen it in preseason. Granted, again, it's preseason. I know for all you people who are messing, well, it's preseason. You know, going up against a guy who's going to be picking up garbage in three weeks. Okay, it doesn't matter. DJ Moore did that in Carolina against ones. 
So you can do it in Chicago. Justin, you need to just let Justin Fields play his game. So just let him play his game and watch what happens. But Kansas City. You know what? Fuck it. Give me Chicago. Oh. <laughs> give, give me Chicago. Let's do it. That that could be the game that alters the record here. Give me Chicago. Let's do it. Um, you're still two behind me. Uh if I lose, you're then one behind me. But we've also got Tennessee, Cleveland. You might catch up this week. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, Arizona. I hate to say it. Dallas oh. is going to punch Arizona in the mouth. Well, then again, they were they weren't supposed to do what they did against the Giants either. But then again, Daniel Jones shits his pants when he sees the Niners' defense line up. So Dallas destro- uh, is going to destroy Arizona, even with Diggs out. Parsons is just too much to handle. Well, and everyone like Stefan Gilmore for, for being your number two corner is still pretty damn good, especially being older now. Yeah, he's still pretty damn good. I'll, I'm taking, I'm taking Dallas. Yeah. Arizona's not it. Arizona is no, absolutely not. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Dallas. I'll take the Cowgirls. Why not? Hey, look, it's as Jalen says, it's all going according to plan. <laughs> Get them all hyped up to lose 10 straight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pittsburgh versus Game Vegas. Oh, well, you already know where I'm going. I already know. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this, actually. I, I got no faith in Vegas. All right. Philly versus <laughs> Philly versus Tampa. Win. Oh. <laughs> this one's actually in. This one's sneaky. Because A. Cleveland's got to be kicking themselves in their own dicks right now. For I'll say it, Baker. Baker looks good. Baker. Well, the thing is, you made him come back early from from the injury he had in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He was only fully healthy when he got to the Rams, and now he's letting the game come to him. Right. right. The Eagles team isn't as dominant. As they should be, right? Offensively, is, there's a weakness. This is one of those. If you had this game in, like, say, week seven, you could call this like a trap game. Yep. For either team, depending on the record, the trap game now, honestly. But I gotta go. I gotta go with Fly Eagles Fly on it. I gotta do it. Honestly, I'm with you. I, I it's. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's Philly. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one. All right, Rams versus Bengals. Is Burrow playing? That's the thing. We don't know yet. Nobody knows, but hey, they signed AJ McCarron. He's gonna save you. Don't worry. Ah, uh, this is tough because if Burrow plays, what you're not getting a fully healthy Joe. It'll be a game time decision, is what they're saying. As of you know an hour ago. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm taking the gamble. I'm going with the guy who doesn't know who his wide receivers are as, uh, uh, other than uh, Puka Nuka, whatever the fuck his name is. I'm going with the Rams. Give me Cincinnati. I'll take Cincinnati. All right. There and- we go to all you people that message me that we agree on everything. We pick different teams this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do the last one. So because this won't, or we're not going to record again until Thursday or past Thursday, 
Uh, next week's Thursday night football game, Detroit and Green Bay. Who you got? Ooh. I got the Lions, man. Especially if they lose today, they're going to be pissed. That's why I got the Lions. And, and the Lions might actually roar in that game. So give me Detroit. Yep. All right. You got anything else you want to get into, man? Well, we could actually. I think we skipped over one we were going to talk about. Oh, hang on. Aaron Jones just got rolled out for week three. Oh, boy. Well, who did we pick? We both picked Green Bay. But it's also, I then, I mean, A.J. Dillon's oh, but not, you know what they, you know what they won without him last week. Yeah, and Dillon's not a scrub. Get, oh, you know, still give me Green Bay. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, still give me Green Bay. No I'm scrub. Good. He ain't sitting shotgun in his best friend's ride trying to holler at me. <laughs> we don't want none. You know, <laughs> you know, AJ Dillon, he could come up on you and just creep, creep. Because he ain't chasing the waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Jesus. the other guys. I was watching the other guys the other night. Michael Keaton's gotten into me now. I love that movie. That movie's amazing. I still think Michael Keaton was, I think, his best movie ever, though. And he's been in a lot of them. I still think it's on Batman. It's just so iconic. You're a tuna, and I'm a lion. And I'm going I'm to find you. I'm going to swim into the ocean. I'm going to fuck you tuna girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, like, I don't want to give Marky Mark credit, but like, if that was ad-lib, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Will Ferrell. Gator don't play. Gator needs his cat. Gator's bitches better be using Jimmy's. Oh my God, that movie is amazing. Gator's baby. Didn't isn't that isn't that the movie where he shot Jeter? Yep, Marky Mark shot Jeter. Jeter. (laughs) What? At least that Jeter forgave him though. Oh, what a movie! Oh, it's a great movie. What other thing though? The, the the that one who apparently is taking a stand for us all. Oh, we do need to get into that. The we we jumped right over that. Let's close on that. No, exactly. So there, there's not taking a stand. There's someone for those who don't know. There's someone who uh, to go back to what we were talking about earlier. All the Dion hate. Apparently, there was someone who uh, tweeted out. Uh. Oregon is taking a stand for all of us. Who the hell is us? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who us is. I'm not in that us. I don't live in the state of Washington, and I don't root for Oregon. Granted, great, you went and got a kid who should have graduated twice already from college and Bo Nix to be your quarterback. All well and good, a la Stenson Bennett 2. fucking 0. But you're not taking a stand for me because – I actually can root for Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes, and I don't mind that Dion is cocky and confident. I don't give a shit. It's all part of him. It's part of his character. It's part of his charisma. And, you know, again, to to reiterate on what we said earlier, what he says is not for clickbait. That's what you guys, the, the, the media and the Dion haters, want it to be. You want it to be that, but it's not that. And we all knew, again, this game was going to be an utter piece of garbage. Yeah, especially when they go out there and they step on the logo. Like, that was... you. you 
I don't like saying you asked for it, but like you knew Oregon was going to come out hot. And we all knew that. We all, and they were missing one of their star players. We knew this was coming, but the, the idea that everybody's rooting on dude to fail and that we should all feel the same is wild to me. Like he's changing up college football. If you don't like it, get out of the way. For a guy who has a five year, I think it's $30 million deal with Colorado, mm-hmm. he's already made the program 90 plus million. Right. He He's impacted this university. So last year, when they utterly sucked goat balls, okay, did you see little Wayne walking them out of the tunnel? Did you but, see Kawhi Leonard, who can't show up to his own games, show up to a Colorado, a Colorado game? No. Did you ever see The Rock at a Colorado-Buffalo game? No. Have you ever seen uh, all these, I'm not going to call them mega rap artists because I think they're all trash, half of them, but... You ever see a guy like Offset from Migos show up to a Colorado game? No. No. Did you ever see any of these guys show up for a Colorado? They probably didn't even know that Colorado had a college team till Dion showed up. Even the fans of the team are like, we don't know what to do with this. Like, we're not used to this. Like, they're actually winning and there's interest around the program. Like, that's never really been a thing in Colorado. It, it's, it's just wild to me. Like, why... Okay, he's shaking up the world, and people are like, "Oh, well, he's you know he's he's turning this into a media circus." It, it's sports. It's always been a media circus. We literally have a, a we have a contest to see where four talking heads are going to go talk about football next weekend. This whole yeah. thing is a media circus. Shut up. I'm sorry. It's different, and like I I don't I don't want to go there. And and you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to go there. But yeah, I, it, it's it's looking suspicious. <laughs> it, it's looking questionable. I don't want to go there, and I, I. But it's looking questionable. Like it's it's just crazy to me. I don't get it. I don't get the lack of respect for a, a fucking Hall of Famer. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that for everybody that that's taken a dump on Dion and his kids and the, the, the whole program. This is what Colorado brought him in for. For this exact reason. For this reason, to revamp the program, make it relevant, re-energize it, have fans in the stands that are actually from your university, that kids from your university are going to spend money there. Right. Like, obviously, when they brought in Dion, you knew he was taking half of Jackson State with him. Yeah. And we we saw He's mentoring them and making them. Yeah, you could dump on Shador Sanders for doing the, the you know the whole wrist flex thing. I, I don't see the big deal in it. Listen, you know when you win, you could show boat, and when you lose, you get humbled a bit. But to sit here and be Dan Lanning and 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 say all the things you said in your pregame speech and think it's not recorded, yeah, okay, you're fucking you you you're my Joe jerk off at a week, and that gets. One. And then to not do the same thing the previous year after you travel three thousand miles, and I'm not even a Georgia fan, but where was this speech last year when you get you put up three against Georgia? People are using the number one team in the nation. Great, I don't care. You should always. And again, I'm not knocking the pregame speech. You should have the mentality that I can. You can win any given Sunday, any given Saturday. Like that's the idea. I want my team to have that that they can always go out and win. I'm not knocking the guy for making a speech. But for some of the things he said, and then to go back, well, I don't care about clickbait. I care about wins as you stare into the camera. Shut up. Yeah. And meanwhile, everybody's going to be clicking to watch your video. So yeah. There's another 
but clickbait, jackass. Hypocrisy. There's Giants fans like, can Dan Lanning come and give us a pep game, a pregame speech? So I comment, I go, he only shows up for one Saturday to do that. And that's against uh, Dion because he feels that he's going to save us from, from Dion Sanders. And you don't see Dion Sanders out there. Yeah, Dion Sanders is cocky and confident before yeah. the game. That's wanting a coach because it's like anything, it's like UFC, it's like boxing. You know, when you have these guys going head-to-head and they, they, they talk the best smack they can. But when you lose, you see them be humbled. And they listen, the better man won. They and he said it. Oregon won. He said and it because we played like Dion openly admitted. He goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes, we got our asses whipped. He goes, there's no excuse for it. He goes, we got to tighten things up and just get better for next week. It's not like he sat out there and said, you know, the refs cost us the game or, you know, this cost us the game. He openly admitted that they sucked. So I, just, I don't get what they is on prime time, but I just loved it. The uh, the people who were um, I don't know if you saw it, but during the overtime thing, apparently Shiloh went up to his dad. He goes, "You can put the defense up first. And he goes, "Hell no! I know what your brother can do. I'm gonna put him up first. <laughs> I don't know what you guys can do. I love." He goes, "Hey, but you know what the saddest thing? Is? These people hating on Dion were the same ones who loved him when he played in the NFL. They probably yep. still rocked his Falcon jersey, his." His cowboy jersey, his Niner 100%. jersey, put it out there. His Yankee jersey, even when he played for the Braves for a minute, his Braves jersey. They loved him when he played. They loved him when he played because they love that energy in the player, but they don't like it in the coach, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Again, like oh, he's that- supposed to be a leader. Great, you can still be a leader and be confident. I don't want a timid yeah. leader. It's that famous H word again, hypocrisy. I don't like if if I'm a player, I remember playing like back in high school and stuff. If my coach ever was like, all right, guys, so like, you know, you you, you should probably go out there and, you know, I I think you guys can maybe have a good game and, you know, do do a really good job out there and and, and execute on on, on all three phases of the game. And then, you know, we we could probably pull out the win. I don't want that. No, I don't. I would be like, oh, so our coach is out there sounding like fucking Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. All right, guys. Let's All go out. Right. I think we can win, maybe. I think you could rush for 100 yards today. And oh, I think Jesus. you have three sacks. No, I want a guy who's like fucking Winnie the Pooh who's determined to get his fat fucking hands in that fucking honey jar. I don't want Piglet as my coach. <laughs> I want, I want, I want uh, Tigger, or I want Winnie, or I want Pooh. Like this. <laughs> There's your question. Who would you want? It? Which, which Winnie the Pooh character would you want as your head coach? <laughs> Pooh or Tigger? <laughs> I want, I want, I want Tony the Tiger as my coach. This game is great. How'd your team play this week, Tony? Great. <laughs> well, on that note, man, let's go ahead and close out the show. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to show some appreciation, let us know. Rate five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Retweet, feed the algorithm gods. Don't know why it works, but it does. Don't know the reason behind it. We are fans of sports talking into the abyss and microphones. Hopefully, or hoping you guys listen. We are not computer programmers. So we have no idea how these codes work, but they do. So feed the algorithm of gods. Help us go up the charts. Go from there. If you didn't like the show, treat it like a bad date. It's not you. It's us. It's not us. It's you. Whatever helps you sleep at night. You know, we'll move on. We tried, you know, may, we sat down. It was a blind date. We got through like the first round of appetizers and we're both like, let's tell you what, I'll get the check. Don't worry about it. You know, thanks for trying. 
And then we go on. That's fine. Like two two adults about this. Let's be adults and we'll just go our separate ways and be fine. Uh, you want to find a way to interact with this gym? Where can the people find you on the dumpster fire? Oh, Twitter, because I'm never calling it X again. No, uh, God, no. Fan, fan in the Van podcast. And again, your messages will be going in the box to the left, to the left. All your shitty messages in the box to the left. Because I ain't got <laughs> I ain't got to, again, I don't want no scrubs. I don't want no listen, don't come in my messages trying to creep uh, creep. Lo- <laughs> All the song references, I love it. Um <laughs> you can find it um at ITA Bad Take Pod or uh at TDSN Pod on Twitter. It's the best place to interact with us on there. Um if you're looking for other shows to check out, you know, all the shout outs and everything. Basically, if you rate five stars and retweet the show, you get a shout out, or you're just a show that we listen to as well, or a friend of the show. Um, so definitely want to obviously go check out Jim's other content. Um Every now and then I'll pull it out uh, and is this a bad take? Uh, I know I'm really behind on it, but life has been busy and we'll get back to it. I promise. Um, go check out two dudes of sports news. Um, always go check out Brent and Dave over the 1420 sports bar podcast Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Uh- <laughs> Let's get in more. <laughs> Love you guys, man. Uh, go check them out. They do a great job. Go check out the BSing sports podcast. Aaron over brutally honest. Uh, if you're looking to do something on TikTok, uh, go check out uh, chill takes. He's also on Twitter. I want to shout him out for just passing. Uh, I believe it was 600 followers. We helped him get there. Yep. So friend of the show, love to see it. Go check out Dave and John of Love in the Playing Field. The guys, we like sports podcast. Go check out Average Joe Sports. Um, also, if you're looking for Twitter space to get into things, go check out Sports After Dark. Phenomenal community over there. Go check them out. We love having a couple of guys on uh, the 2 Sports new show. We've done stuff with them in the past. If you're looking to gamble outside of an NFL facility, if you are an NFL player, uh, go check out Nate's Daily Wager. Uh, if you're looking for wrestling stuff, go check out John for Wrestling Fan Insight. And if you're looking for something to do in Vegas, uh, go check out Visit Vegas Places. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace.